Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Nick Show coming back. You guys heard that song, and it's kind of be like, why is he playing our alma mater? Well, the fact is, I have President Maxi in the studio live now. I thought that'd be a nice way of introducing him. Um, president Maxi, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and um, tell us how long you've been president and what is something a random fact about yourself? Sure. Hi, Nick, and hi, radio audience here on WRKE. It's good to be with you. I've been president for, I'm in my fifth year, um, but I've been at the college for a little over 27 years. And a random fact about me would be that uh, I've traveled to Siberia um, and gone to uh, places in Siberia that were very unusual to go to, like uh, got to see a gulag one time. So that was pretty cool. Why were you um, traveling to Siberia? I love to travel, and it was at the point where the Soviet Republic had decided they were going to open up the uh, the republics to travelers, and so I thought I would go early before it became ready for tourists, and I wanted to just see an unusual place. So that's what drew me to Siberia. Wow, that's, I mean, I, I love world traveling, so that's really cool. I've never been to Siberia, I, nor do I know what a gulag is, you said? or what was Well, the, the Soviet Republic uh, at gulag. Yeah, what's a gulag? Well, that was their prison system that they used. So I was in, the, in what they call the Soviet Far East, which is uh, about as far north as Alaska only, and it was actually very close to Alaska, but it was the section where they used to send people who were in trouble, and they would put them in prison in the gulags and so they'd shut the gulags down but I still got to go tour and see what they'd done to their own citizens there. Wow that's that's fascinating. It, it was really an amazing trip. I loved it. Well there you go a random fact that you did probably didn't know about the president. So I, I know our time is limited so I just want to go ahead and get into this interview. Let's do it. Um, Recently on our college campus, we had the college Republicans um, post an article asking the college to take down the Palestinian flag that is being flown, as I think currently we still have it up. Right. Um, we had a response from our Dean Jean, as well as an apology in case from the Republicans saying that if they offended someone, we, um, we, they apologized. Um, what is your take on that, and what do you think um, the college should do with this situation? Sure. Well, Dean Jean and I spoke before he wrote his response to the Brackettyac, and uh, he and I were certainly on the same sheet about all that. Um, I was part of the group that first brought Palestinian students to the college uh, years ago, and I was that's one of the things I'm proudest of about Ronald College for doing that. At that point, there weren't many schools in the country that were bringing Palestinians. We were one of the first, and I actually tried to help uh, the Hope Fund, who was behind the effort um, and were uh, of an enormous assistance to us to find other colleges where Palestinian students could be sent. So I'm a big supporter of, of international students and of specifically of having Palestinian students here. The way I look at the flag, the flag to me represents our students. Um, and it's a place where we can acknowledge those who come from other places who are with us and so I'm really proud that we fly flags from all over the world, and um, and I'm proud that we're able to recognize our Palestinian students this way. Um, so for me, I, I'm uh, you know the, the Palestinian flag deserves its turn to fly the way the French flag has, and the 
Korean flags have and the countries of all the other countries where our students come from. So that's where I am on it. And some people argue that is it a political statement of the college? Would you say that it is a political statement or just supporting the uh, students on our campus? Well, for me, it's supporting students. I believe that, uh, you know, it's interesting, Nick. Uh, the first group of Palestinians who came here were here a month, and then 9-11 happened. And there were all kinds of conflicting feelings that people had at that point. And um, I was so glad that Palestinian students were here to help American students, our domestic students, um, understand a little bit about that part of the world. And so it's just an enriching thing for everybody to have students from different places here. And um, I'm hopeful that out of this, uh, the, the, the letters that are going back and forth, that we can have other kinds of opportunities for people to learn about the complexity of uh, the Middle East and some of the challenges and some of the uh, sentiments that are behind those challenges. And so that we're all better informed citizens. And, you know, I, I do feel like we're all Maroons here, and so I want to support all of our students, and that stands for everybody. Um, you said that we fly flags from other countries. How do we choose what flags to fly at what time? Yeah, I'm not sure what the choice is. I know we've got fl flags from all over the world because we've had students from all over the world, and um, so I think that there's a kind of regular rotation of this. I'm not sure how frequently they're rotated. It probably depends on how busy the guys are that run them up the flagpole. Uh, but it's, it's uh, we'll fly this for a while and then fly another flag that is, it always has to be a, a flag that represents students who are currently at Rona. All right, so so after this flag is taken down, we will be probably putting it up again if we still have Palestinian sure, students. Sure, sure, I would hope so. All right, wonderful. Well, I know that was the biggest discussion from last week's where I interviewed two, um, a Republican and a Democrat um, student, and they were discussing it. So I know we had some people who wanted to see what your opinion on that. Sure. Well, one of the things that I feel about my job, Nick, is that I want to be president for all of the Roanoke students, and that stands in this moment and stands all the time. I feel like it's important for... Uh, the alumni that we have at the college and the faculty and the staff and the students to understand that I try to do my best to represent everybody. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you answered my response from to get on the show really quickly, so I was like, I was very impressed with that. So you definitely are for the people. Um, actually, you've been the president for five years now. Um, right. What do you think is your most, like, biggest accomplishment or the program that you've introduced that you're just most proud of? Yeah. Well, I would tell you, I, I, I don't think I could take credit by myself for anything. Um, one of the things that I'm always aware in my job is uh, the, the legions of people who help me here and make things happen. So um, I, I couldn't really claim cr credit for myself for anything, but I think there are a lot of good things that have happened. I think we've upgraded a number of the residence halls, and from a student perspective, that's important. I think probably in terms of the educational experience here, um, bringing the new curriculum, the Inc. curriculum online, is the most important thing we've done to enhance a student's education here. I think we've done a lot of things in the area of student research to try to expand the opportunities there for students to do that. And one thing that I've really worked hard, it's really important to me, is to try to create more opportunities for students to go abroad. Um, and so I'm, I'm a passionate believer in that. I did that as an undergraduate myself. I spent a semester in Italy. Um, and it was the best thing I did educationally, so I want all of our students that we can possibly send to abroad to have that experience. 
Actually, yeah, my, my parents are found, like, they're like, we want you to go travel. That's one of the reasons why they supported me coming here. Well, they're, they're telling you a good thing there, Nick. You need to do it. Yeah, I, 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 there's just so many options. I'm trying to figure out which one's the best for yep. me and just figure out, like, how to work it with timing and whatnot because sure. we have all sorts of things. Yep, but uh, take time to do it. It's a great thing to do. You'll come back a, a, a better person and, and a wiser person. I definitely believe. I mean, I've traveled a little bit, and I every time I come back, I'm like, I've learned something new about yeah. that culture because you just can't get in a book or anything. Right. Well, you understand your own culture better when you travel to another place too. That's one of the secret benefits to it all. Absolutely. Um, I had a question from Karen um, who was on Facebook. I sent it to all the Roanoke College, and I think she's no longer. I don't think she's a. Um, student anymore she's alumni sure um and she asks what are some of your favorite writers and a few of your songs or musical pieces that inspires you sure sure well, add a variety a, of questions here it's a reflective question I, I i like walker percy's the moviegoer um a lot i find that um what percy talks about in there in terms of helping us live life directly is really inspirational to me um i read a lot of uh, books about uh, travel, though, particularly adventure travel. And right now I'm reading a book about one of the early explorations of Labrador, um, where there's a, uh, a gentleman who's trying to find a way to traverse Labrador um, and runs into all kinds of problems and tragic problems. But I like to read about things like that. And in the summer I read all over the place. But actually I read fiction and nonfiction alike. I'm just a voracious reader and I like to read things that I don't know much about to try to expand my knowledge and awareness of things. So my music, um, gosh, right now, after watching the King's Speech a year ago, I've just gotten hung up on uh, that uh, uh, movement from uh, Beethoven's symphony where uh, the King's Speech is delivered as, with that as the background. I'm going to get my numbers mixed up here, I think, but I believe that's the... Uh, the fifth or the seventh symphony in the second movement, and I, I just loved that work. I thought it was tremendous. That's a very good movie, and I do, I do remember the scene you're talking yeah. about. It was it was a very inspiring um, scene indeed. Yep. Um, one of the things that our college is associated with is the Lutheran Church. Mm -hmm. um, so, wh why did you want to come to a become president of a school that is a, associated with a religion and happens to be Lutheran? Sure. Well, I wasn't Lutheran when I came here, but I converted soon after I arrived. Didn't have anything to do with being president. That was a long time ago. Um, I found that Lutherans are so supportive of higher education. You know, Martin Luther himself was a professor, and so we were founded in the academy. And so there's a really positive pro-educational attitude in the Lutheran Church. And um, it, Lutherans believe that it's good to question authority. Um, I think that's a good educational experience and lesson for people to learn. Lutherans believe that it's okay to think and doubt about things, and, uh, and Lutherans believe in serving your fellow human beings, and all those things are very consistent with who we are as a liberal arts college, so I, I, it's, it's a great relationship, and Lutherans make a lot of good things happen around here, too. The, uh, um, there are a lot of programs that we have because Lutherans funded them and believed in something important here at the college. Um, one of those programs happens to be happening today. We had the 30-hour famine, uh, I uh -huh. think, last weekend, and they are actually donating um, meal swipes today for, if you go into the cavern today, for all you listeners, and you can say you can donate 
um, food sweats for, I think, the World Changers, I believe. I'm not totally sure what organization, but that is one way I definitely have seen the Lutherans on campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have a good positive effect on the college and lots of ways to plug into things. One of the early presidents of the college, John Alfred Moorhead, uh, helped found Lutheran World Relief, which is uh, one of the largest hunger relief agencies in the world. And he was a Ronald alum and a Ronald president, and he founded that over 100 years ago. So um, that's a good thing that Lutherans do, and that happens to be one of the Lutherans who went to school here. Very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm chock full of all kinds of little information. I, like I was talking to a student earlier, and he's like, he, he knows a little bit about everything. If you talk to him long enough, he can get, tell you a little bit about everything. So um, one thing that goes hand-in-hand hand with this church, this school being associated with the Lutheran Church, I had um, my grandparents wanted to know, what is your favorite hymn? My if favorite you have hymn? a favorite oh, Amazing hymn. Grace. That's easy. Oh, well, that's, that, that's a quick answer. You're like, you didn't have to think. I was like, this is my favorite song. Um, throughout the presidency, we have, you have the benefit of getting some perks on campus, um, like not having to pay parking tickets, which is nice. Well, now, I have to tell you, Nick, I, I did this before I became president, but uh, I paid for my parking tickets. But I, I have to say that every now and then when I've got to run on and off campus real quick, I, I will park in a place I'm not supposed to. So I'll, I'll try to do better, though. Yeah, I was on parking enforcement for the first semester here, and I, I, I happen to you have given a you a couple, couple tickets. Um, I apologize for that. No, Oops. you should do your job, and, yeah. and if you had ticketed me, I would have paid it, I uh, Well, um, what are some of the things that you really like about your job that you just don't think you're going to find in any other job on sure, camp? Sure. Or on the well, I've got a great job. It, it uh, you know, I never grew up thinking that I wanted to be a college president, so it was a uh, something that came to me later in life and came to me without me ever really saying that's that's exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. But I've just felt like it's such a great opportunity to serve society and serve students and to work with the faculty and staff that we have here uh, for the benefit of students. And so a couple of things that are really especially enjoyable, there's tremendous variety to my work. I can come in and someday and um, and have ten things come up that I need to do that day that I had no idea that were going to come up, and there are ten different things virtually every day. And so the variety is, is both challenging, but it's a lot of fun. And then um, I try to spend time being accessible to students. I love to do that. I enjoy that a lot. Um, I appreciate what faculty members do in the classroom. I think lots of great things happen there. And um, and then I end up being Roanoke's cheerleader when I go off campus. I have lots of chances to meet with alums and other people to try to help them stay interested in the college and to help them stay connected to the college. And so I end up being kind of an ambassador for Roanoke when I'm out there and always trying to, to spread enthusiasm about the good things going on here. All those are parts of my work that I enjoy. Well, that's interesting. You talked about earlier about wanting you, you were part of the movie that got Palestinian mm -hmm. kids onto our campus, and you were just talking about being an ambassador. Where is another um, region in the world that you think that um, Roanoke would do some benefit for having representation? Sure. Well, I, I think you know one of my dreams would be for us to have students for all over the from all over the world. Um, I've traveled to Korea for the college. Um, to try to recruit Korean students because we were one of the first in the country to ever bring Koreans to America for a higher education experience. And so I'm really interested in students from that part of the world. 
uh, particularly Koreans, because it's faithful to our heritage. Um, but I mean, my gosh, we've got uh, lots of European students here now. We have several Dutch students this year, and you, when you get students from all over the world, you can do things, whether it's uh, uh, seminars about things or sitting in the dorm with someone and having them explain why the, the Dutch or the French or the Swedes or whomever uh, think about things differently than we do. I mean, there's so much to be gained from those kind of conversations. So, you know, I hope we have students from all over the world. I think we benefit from that. Absolutely. Um, so, as we look at Roanoke, what do you think is the best selling point for Roanoke? Do you really get people to come in and just, like, what is the college that really has to offer that's going to be make us stand out amongst all the other colleges since there are, what, for prospective students? Yeah, definitely. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I worked in admissions for a while, and so I um, have had to think about these things and talk about them for a long time. You know, the things that I think stand out most about Roanoke is it's a great place to come and put multiple things together to make your education be customized for you. And if you can come here and if you're an athlete and you want to do be in a theater production, that's encouraged here. You can do all those kinds of things and put a bunch of experiences together. Um, those experiences here happen to be things where you grow because you get to do things in a first-hand way, in a direct way. And so if you're if you want to do student research, then this is a great place to do that because a lot of the instrumentation, if you're a scientist, is the kind of instrumentation that maybe other places where they'd be pointing to the instrument, and here you're using it. And so you get to do things directly here at Roanoke. So I think our direct education, um, the way that professors try to support and encourage and challenge and push students is is very unusual. I think we got a great balance there between challenge and support. And, um, and you know, really, one of the things that I always talk to people who've never been here is, is we've got a great location. You've got a beautiful campus in a really safe, convenient, small city of Salem beside Roanoke with symphonies and restaurants and all kinds of things. And we can go up and get on the Appalachian Trail in about 20 minutes. And so all of that is here within a half an hour of of um, all of those opportunities, and I think so. I think the location is part of it. It's a great place for for uh, to go to school. Definitely, I know I've had done my um, midnight three and walk the sheets, and I felt yeah. safe. So that's well, be careful definitely out true because you can never be too safe. But yeah, I, mean, I, I go in groups. Safe, I go in groups. Safe place. Yeah, yeah, it is a safe place. Definitely, I definitely like that about this. Um, but be careful out there, all of you. Don't don't take safety for granted. Make sure you do your part to be vigilant. But it. But I'm, you know, I've raised my own family, my own children here, my sons, and and it is the kind of place where it's a good, good place to live. Absolutely. One of the turnoffs that I have found on the internet slash was just released recently that this is ranked one of the 16th and part of the 16 toughest schools to get an A in. Yeah. What do you think about that? I would agree completely. <laughs> this is the, the, these classes are definitely um, a challenge, and they're definitely there to provoke your um, thinking. Um, what would you say to students who are turned off um, by that? And yeah, like, yeah. what is your response to that? <laughs> well, that's. Uh something that I knew when I read that, that people would perceive it differently. You know, I think for a graduate school who's looking at a Roanoke student to know that, they understand that a Roanoke A means, or a Roanoke B 
maybe means a little more than it would at plenty of other schools. And so you have uh, an appreciation for the challenge that you have. Uh, for a student, in most cases, I think you learn to work hard, which is going to serve you well as you move into the world. And um, and, and I guess uh, the, the only thing that I've heard that's a negative is sometimes Roanoke students feel like they have to work a little harder than their buddies at other schools who maybe didn't have to work quite so hard. And so, you know, that doesn't seem exactly fair, but I think in the long run there are more benefits than liabilities. It definitely gives us bragging rights when we talk. You got it. I, I, I brag to my sister all the time that my high school is harder, so right. my grades work mean more. So that's really... You got um, it. That's the attitude to take. Um, one way that we um, use uh, to make it life easier is technology on campus mm -hmm. that will probably help us get better grades just using what our resources wisely. Um, what kind of technology do you see um, Roanoke adding to the campus? I'm very into tech, so I want to like intrigued sure. by like what what technology do you want sure. on the campus in the sure. next like 20 years? Well, I think technology is a great way to connect us to the world. Um, when I was inaugurated, I talk about I talked about the mountains, and in two ways. One is they seem metaphorical for in the course of your time here. We want you to climb to higher and higher uh, accomplishments, and the mountains represent the ability to do that. But if you're not careful, the mountains can screen out the outside world, and that's one of the limitations you have in higher education is being isolated. So I think technology is a great way to uh, to close that gap so that you're always connected to the outside world. It can help learning. There's no question that in a lot of cases, learning is enhanced by the kind of technology you have available to you. So, um, I mean, I don't have a particular thing in mind in terms of what... Um, what I'd like to see us do as far as a new technique or gadget or software or whatever, but I do know that I want to be sure that because we're small and oriented toward liberal arts, that should still mean that we have uh, the latest technology that's going to enhance your learning experience here and your ability to communicate. So um, I'm bullish on technology and um, if you see me exercising in the uh, fitness center every day, I always have my iPad, too, with me. To yeah, I see you with that iPad running and walking. It. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm actually recording the show with my iPad, so I'm, right? I'm a proud supporter of that. Um, one, We've also seen other changes on this campus, one with the new dorms. Um, what do you think about those changes that are happening? I hear that we're tearing down Bowman and adding a new thing. Yeah, we will eventually. Um, well, you know, one of the things that, that I'm excited about is is uh, we always think about the front quad, the Turbofield quad, and the back quad. And I really think what you've got going on right now is the emergence of a third quadrangle for the college down there where the stadium is and the new dormitories are. Um, I think that will become a new center for... Uh, campus, whether you live down there or go to a game down there, won't matter that you'll have those benefits, but you'll be able to do other things. And so I think that's a little shift in the center of gravity on campus that people will enjoy going forward. So I'm excited about that. I definitely. Um, one thing that I, I constantly hear as I walk through um, our common area is food and how it's a very small place with very limited choices. I, I enjoy the choices. They, it's really good food. But, like, it, do we have any plans in the near future or to get, like, more variety? Um, I know a couple of my friends 
some days they're just not a enough healthy food yeah. so we're forced to not eat healthy um yeah. what, do, what what do you see happening with that sure well i'm real proud of our dining service and i'm not saying that because it's what i'm supposed to say to you today but i mean i come down and eat my family comes down and eats with me fairly often because we like it uh, but i think choice is the big issue um and we are looking at the possibility of bringing some other food vendors on campus. And I don't have anything that I can announce right now because nothing's firmed up, but I do hope that we add a new uh, option for dining on campus before too much longer. So I'll keep you posted. I'll come back on the show and tell you next. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can have the scoop. Awesome. I, I, I called dibs on the first like <laughs> announcement is on my radio show. Yep. Um, so... With that um, new venues and um, that are happening and changes on campus, uh, we have sports and we happen to not have a football team. Is there any hope for football on Roanoke College's campus? Well, not much. Um, I'll tell you what I tell people. The, the main problem is that for us to start football, you'd have to take the money from all the other sports to create enough money to start football. And so when alums ask me about it, I tell them if someone were to give us a lot of money, I always say $25 million, 20 for the rest of the campus, and five to start football, that then we could look at football and consider it. But I just don't want to do it in a way that would detract from other things. And honestly, I have as many people say they don't want it as say they want it. I mean, it's really a split vote right now, and, um, and the college is doing so well otherwise that um, I, I think somebody would have to step forward and say, uh, you know, I think you ought to do football, and I haven't had anybody do that so far, so it's really kind of a hypothetical right now in my mind. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would not want a football. I think that football adds changes the dynamics of the school. Sure, it, it certainly would. Yeah. But um, so what is your favorite sport that is on campus? Which one oh, do you gosh, like to go? Oh, you know I can't answer that. Okay, which one do you well, like to go I'll, watch? I'll, I'll tell you. I, I try to go watch everybody at least once a year. I miss the cross-country uh, last last fall, I, I wanted to get to one, but I just didn't have time. My, my own, I'll answer it this way. My own sons are soccer players. Okay. And two of them have played in college, and so I've become a great uh, aficionado of soccer. And um, but I, you know, I go to all of them. I went to the women's basketball game last Friday night, and when we played uh, Randolph, and um, I, and I try to make my way to whatever it is because I, I enjoy the maroons and so uh, but I guess because of my own sons I watch a lot of soccer fair enough I'm going to end with two more questions and then we're going to have a rapid fire answers let's do it um, first question which is what everyone is asking your bow tie yeah. explain the bow tie and I had one girl ask if you could do a lesson of to teach girls how to put a bow tie on guys oh, since yeah, most sure. of us guys don't know how to do it and then we go to our friends or girls who we just assume know everything about style and they're like we don't know how to do bow ties of course I do that I, I give lessons all the time I have people come to my office and ask for lessons and and uh, miss sink in my office is really good about scheduling students to do that i've given given lessons over here in the uh, colquitt center last year before the president's ball so i'll do i'll do lessons for sure um what brought upon the bow tie wearing and when did it yeah. start all right it started um it started 20 years ago uh about just before my third son was born i started wearing them a little bit and my third son was born and I noticed with my first two guys, when, I, when they were little guys, that I would carry them around and they'd get their hands all over my ties and ruin them. 
Um, and so I thought, well, i got to do something with this third son coming along. And so I started wearing bow ties because I thought, well, my kids won't be able to get their, their mitts on them and, and ruin my ties. And so I wore them a little bit in the beginning, and it was so much fun to wear. And, and I, would, I was working in admissions then and would meet people out on the road, and they'd come back to campus, and they'd say, well, I, want, I met somebody when I was in Boston or Atlanta or wherever it was, and they'd say, well, what's his name? And I don't remember his name, but he had on a bow tie, and they would know, oh, it's Mike, go get Mike. And so I started wearing them more and more, and um, that's about all I get for Gips anymore is bow ties, which is just fun. My wife gave me a really nice bow tie with uh, Valentine hearts on it Friday night, uh, but she brought it back for me Saturday, and I wore it Saturday night to a dance that the students had over here Saturday night, so... I'll probably wear it tomorrow. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. You have any special plans? Well, I'm going to have lunch with my uh, bride tomorrow, my wife, Terry, who's uh, who's the uh, love of my life. I've been married to her for 30, almost 34 years now. Very so impressive. I'll have lunch with her, and then we'll have dinner as a family. And um, those are my big plans. Well, very nice. I think you should give away bow ties as a graduation gift. You think so? I think so, because I'm, I'm sitting there, down there, eyeballing those, and my parents are like, it's a little expensive, so um, when I graduate, I'm, I plan on getting a tie and Nick, a bow tie. Nick, I'm going to give you a bow tie. You won't even have to wait till graduation. Awesome! I'll give you a maroon and gray bow tie. I need to order some anyway, so. I, I like this. I will wear a bow tie, and I'll be the snazziest yeah. person on campus. And I don't want anybody to, to think that this is a payoff for Nick inviting me on the radio show. <laughs> No, not at all. Um, my last question before we do the rapid fire is, what advice would you give to our students who are have come here, have enjoyed their years here, and they're about to graduate as they go into the, the world of either working or further education? Sure. Um, well, the main thing that I would say is I have the benefit of meeting so many alums that have had a great impact on the world. And I hope that everybody who graduates from here thinks real seriously about what they can do to make the world a better place. I think that's part of a Roanoke education. But the thing I noticed in our notice in our alums who have done so much for so many others is they would tell you that how much more they get back than what they put into it. That sounds so trite, but it's really true. So I would say go into the world and um, and focus on what you can do to make the world a better place. And you'll have a richer experience in life uh, because of that. Somebody told me the other day, I've been thinking about this, they said, uh, do well in the world and do good in the world. And I thought that's really what a run college education should mean, is to go into the world and do well and, and be successful, but do good as you do that so that the world's a better place because of you. So I think that leads to a really fulfilling, rewarding, and rich life. So go do it. Absolutely. Um, I watched this TV show called um, Inside the Actor's Studio, and they yeah. end with questions that they ask everybody. So I'm going to go ahead and end with those, and then I'll thank you for um, coming into my studio and uh, like to drop a hat, really. Um, so let's go ahead. These are rapid fire, just whatever first I'll, comes to your mind. I'll do my best. Um, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Wow. I'm not being very quick about that. Um I think my favorite word is family. Family. What is your least favorite word? Oh, I probably couldn't repeat it on the air, Nick. Okay, fair enough. What is a sound or noise that you love? A sound that I love. Um, you know, I love the sound of the door 
um, opening at home when one of my sons is coming in. Very nice. What is the sound or noise that you hate? <laughs> um, the sound that I hate is, um, um, you, know, you know, that sound, you don't have chalkboards very much anymore, but that sound when people would rake their fingernails across a chalkboard, I hate that sound. It's awful. That is an awful sound. It is. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Mm. Um, I like what I'm doing, but I guess if I were going to do something else, um, I'm, I might have been a, a counselor with people. I, I liked helping people that way. I did that for a while early on in my career, and I, I loved um, feeling like I helped people and made a difference in their life. Um, what profession other than your own would you not like to do? Oh, man, I wouldn't want to be an accountant. Um, That's funny, because I'm actually in accounting concentration. Well, then, I'm, <laughs> see, I need people like you, Nick, but I, I can do things like that, but it's just not what I do well, and I really have to, it's just not fun for me to do that. And I'm not saying anything bad about accountants, it's, it's but okay. just, I'm glad I've got them to call on and rely on. And our final question is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. Um, I think, uh, thanks for trying so hard. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, President Maxey, um, for coming on to my show. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. I've it's enjoyed nice to be here, it Nick. immensely. I appreciate it. And, and I rem I'll remember that whenever I have something to announce about a new food venue, i got to come here and say it to you. Absolutely. You can come on my show anytime you want. We will, we will tell the world all about what Roanoke is doing. All right. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you very much. And that was our interview with President Maxey. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll go back to our normal show in a couple of minutes, but we will end with the song.
was our theme that I Roanoke, I want to say it's on Molitor's song. Um, and so I will.